Hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of the Higher Ed Geek Podcast, episode number 39 with Tyler Lloyd, a cool conversation with another fellow podcaster. Uh, He is the host of the uh, podcast, My Peace Corps Story, and also was involved in the production side of a uh, sort of cocktail uh, uh, podcast called Speaking Easy. Um, so uh, definitely check both of those out uh, in the show notes. But Tyler is a really cool guy, just super nice. Uh, really, it was cool hearing more about his background and uh, the work that he's doing right now with his podcast as well as his uh, day job. But um, yeah, just uh, really appreciate you listening. I appreciate Tyler making the time for this show. And uh, after this brief message from our sponsor, this is episode number 39 with Tyler Lloyd. This episode of the Higher Ed Geek Podcast is brought to you by Top Hat, the teaching app that makes active learning come to life. Top Hat helps thousands of professors create their perfect course. Our app is easy to use and allows you to engage your class, adopt next generation textbooks, and run tests, all within a secure digital environment. See why faculty in over 700 colleges and universities across North America trust Top Hat to power their classrooms. Visit tophat.com slash geek. That's tophat.com slash geek. I'm not in like, we're kind of coming down from like our busy period at work and it was just like random stuff coming up and other side projects. And I was just like, like, I just don't want to like do the episode and be like super frazzled or just like, cause I hadn't eaten anything either at the, I was just like, like, uh, today, I was like losing the battle with that day in particular, but, uh, yeah, today's going a little smoother as jam packed as it is. So, um, yeah, I'm excited to, uh, finally dig in and, uh, talk a little bit here, um, yeah, I'm just, I know you have kind of like diverse and varied interests and, uh, uh, yeah, I'm excited to dig into it. So, um, so yes, we'll go ahead and get started. So if you want to, um, introduce yourself and kind of just give a, you know, cliff notes version of your professional journey and how you got to be where you are today. Well, my name is Tyler Lloyd. I currently live in Washington, D.C., I'm a federal employee working for the United States Environmental Protection Agency. I grew up in Kentucky in a somewhat rural setting outside of a a large town. Spent my summers uh, growing vegetables, selling at farmer's markets, uh, a lot of time outside catching bugs and exploring nature, which led me to studying biology Uh, and then pursuing environmental science and environmental policy. And along the way, I did some traveling, uh, first in undergrad for study abroad in Australia, and then I served in Burkina Faso as a Peace Corps volunteer uh, for two years in between uh, my years at grad school. I sort of sandwiched uh, Peace Corps service in between two years of grad school at Indiana University, and then uh, ended up landing a job at EPA. And that sort of brings us to present. There's, uh, as anyone's story goes, there's a lot more details in there, but that is the Cliff Notes version uh, of my life. <laughs> yeah, it's just always like summarizing it in like a few minutes, but that is well done. And uh, it'll dig into a couple of pieces here. So, you know, thinking back to, you know, undergraduate Tyler, um, what do you feel like, you know, your college experience specifically when you were an undergrad? you know, like, what did that give you personally? You know, you mentioned like study abroad and those things like, you know, what did that give you like personally and or professionally that still resonates today? 
Well, I would say one thing that surprises people uh, when they meet uh, present-day Tyler um, is that I was in a fraternity. Um, I was in a, a, a very large, well-known fraternity, Pi Kappa Alpha, and depending where you went to school, you might cringe uh, at the name because you may have uh, neg- negative connotations uh, with uh, the, the chapter that was on your campus. Um, but I do not regret the time that I, that I spent uh, with an, an amazing group of guys, and I think it really developed me as a leader, and it's not something that I ever considered doing uh, when I went into into school. I was a, sort of a textbook nerd growing up, uh, not exactly fraternity material, uh, but I uh, dove, dove into it for I don't know what reasons exactly, but I think it really fostered me as a leader, uh, shaped my voice, and gave me a, a lot of confidence in, in who I became. So that's, I guess, one unexpected thing uh-huh. from, from from my undergrad that people when whenever it comes up they they can't believe like wait you were you were in a fraternity it's like well not only was I in a fraternity I went to all the national leadership conferences and conventions uh, I was vice president led recruitment um, I was I was in it uh, and uh, I would say that I, I I'm, I'm proud of my time uh, as a, an active member of that fraternity so that's I guess one thing that that pops to, uh, pops up in my mind uh, when you prompt that question. Hmm. Yeah. When I guess you have the experience that, like, as somebody who works in higher ed, like that's what I would hope and imagine students get out of that experience. Because yeah, like, there's a lot of stereotypes or sort of like you know bad reputations about certain things. If it's just like oh, just like a you know a bunch of people party together all the time and you know like you know goofing off or whatever. But it's like it has the capacity for being such a catalyst for, for leadership growth and teamwork and, you know, just a lot of skill building. And, you know, you had mentioned like, you know, feeling like it was a way that you stepped out of your comfort zone a lot. So it's like, you know, they have a place and as long as they are being responsible and guided by, you know, uh, kind of devoted professionals to help, uh, sort of scaffold their, uh, uh, their growth and development and all that. Um, yeah, I'm glad you had such a, uh, kind of transformative experience, uh, with your fraternity and, um, you know, that, that sort of setting you on the path that you're on. Um, you know, I, I know you work on a couple of different things in addition um, uh, to your day job, like a podcast specifically. So, you know, if it's just sort of like broadly, you know, uh, you know, your current work, your current world, like, you know, the things that you kind of fill your time with, like, uh, what do you enjoy most about your, uh, your current work? And, uh, and we'll get on to some of the more geeky stuff. Well, uh, current day-to-day work at EPA, so my, my title is an environmental protection specialist, which is uh, not, not the sexiest title in the world. <laughs> uh, but what I like to tell people that I do is that I uh, help regulate chemical substances. Um, so that's, that's what I do, uh, work on a wider range of chemicals, and you know, it's a, it's a government agency. Um, and as such, uh, I would like to make the caveat that I do not speak for the EPA. I'm not a representative of the EPA. I am coming on here in my public capacity and uh, <laughs> probably prefer to stay away from, from work stuff. Uh, we've been in the, in the news enough. Uh, mm. But I, I happen to fill, fill my time outside of EPA pretty well <laughs> I'm doing podcasting. Uh, I've got one current podcast called My Peace Corps Story where I talk to current and return volunteers about their Peace Corps service. And that 
sort of stemmed out of a, a book that I, I wrote about my Peace Corps service. And then before that podcast, I had another pretty successful show with two friends all about home bartending and cocktails, something that I knew absolutely nothing about. And even after two years, I would say I know just marginally more uh, about the subject matter. Uh, but they were the host of the show, and I was the guy that did all the web design, social media, promotion, recording, editing, all the the non-sexy stuff. Uh, <laughs> but that's what that's what I like. I like creating uh, in the the sort of digital space, be it videos, podcasts, websites, photography. I've always been a, a tinkerer on a computer. As much as I love the outdoors, I can become lost in a screen and spend hours upon hours editing something, making something, or just goofing off. Oh. Yeah, well, uh, you've mentioned it a few times. I feel like, yeah, you've just got that, like, kind of nerdy, geeky core that uh, kind of manifests in different ways. And, um, yeah, and I guess just to, to clarify, like, if somebody was interested, because it sounds like it'd be fairly evergreen content. Can people still find that old podcast that you worked on uh, somewhere on on the interwebs? Yeah, yeah, it's called uh, Speaking Easy, Speaking Easy Podcast. Uh, it's on speakingeasypodcast.com. It's on still all the major platforms. I'm still paying the for the hosting for it because it is <laughs> it, it is it is good. We produced uh, 106 episodes, uh, one a week for 2 years. Uh, a wide array of content, you know, got rave reviews, had a good following. Um, but as things go, you know, after doing it week in and week out for two years, it's kind of like, well, uh, what, what are we, what are we doing here? And I would say that like most, uh, groups that break up, we, uh, we had some creative differences and where we wanted to, to take the project. Uh, I, I was, cause I, I loved the sort of creation and figuring out, you know, in the digital space of like, well, now we have this product. Can we monetize it? Can we write uh, more content that we could then, you know, publish and sell. Because um, then still while we were towards the end of it, that's when I published my book. And I wanted to, you know, really try to turn it into a, a brand and a business. And the, the other guys just, you know, they were, I guess I would call them purist. They they, they uh -huh. liked they liked making cocktails, hanging out. And, you know, uh, that that's fun too. I, I liked it too. But then, you know, that's sort of, you know, comes uh it runs its course over over so long right yeah that's that's always tough yeah because i think it's like if you get to those sort of decision points it's like okay are we just going to keep doing this in perpetuity and then like if you were trying to grow it like what would be sort of required of us in terms of time commitment resources and those sort of things so it's like yeah mm -hmm. just, i'm sure some of it to some people whether it's subconscious or not like or, you know, or conscious, like if they're very apparent where it's like, no, I'm not willing to take this risk or put in the investment into other people's, it might be subconscious where they're just like, yeah, if they're just kind of being purist about it or just, you know, like, no, I'm okay with just how it's always been. And I'm fine doing that forever. Or I've done enough as a purist, like I don't need it to be any more than it is or something. Yeah. It's like complicated. Yeah. With that, that creative stuff, I've certainly, you know, been there. And sometimes like the, the, I imagine, I guess for you, like the itch comes back. If like, you know, you're working on this show for a while, it ended. And then you're like, you know what? I'm just going to do my own show. Cause like, like that's where mm -hmm. I was at, you know, before I started this one, stopped for a while, came back, wanted to you know, do my own thing. But, um, so yeah, we'll make sure to, uh, to link out to all that stuff. But, um, so I guess you, you already mentioned, um, you know, uh, I guess, you know, just your nerdy personality and 
you know, some of your interest from like schooling and, you know, doing this like creative work and stuff. But I guess anything else sort of like kind of thematically that you geek out about. And I guess if you want to, you know, recommend specific things, um, you know, we always like to make space for that as well. But um, yeah, like what are you geeking out about currently? Is it anything new that you've discovered recently or stuff that you've always been into for a long time? Been trying to get back into photography. It's just trying to find the, the time for it and always geek out about that. Uh, ever since I got my, my first camera, this little dinky point and shoot, I think in middle school that I saved up for it, uh, after selling vegetables all summer at the, the farmer's market and uh, definitely, uh, don't take the greatest pictures. Sometimes I try to, you know, be artistic and it's just, uh, it's just sad. <laughs> um, <laughs> but that, that's, that's one thing that I'm geeking out about. And then, uh, bicycling actually I don't don't do it enough I just moved to an apartment where it's now really easy for me to walk to work and I get to walk across the national mall and through these little gardens so I end up walking much more now than I've been biking uh, but I spent I guess the first two years in DC uh, my Saturdays were spent at farmers markets because that's how I grew up and I guess I just gravitate towards farmers markets oh. uh, but not being a, a farmer, and growing anything in the in the city, uh, I sort of met up with this guy, and he was fixing bikes at the farmers market, and I joined him. And then for every single Saturday, as long as the market was open, we fixed bicycles in the community for free. Uh, people could give us a donation if they wanted to, um, but it was a a wide range of clientele, which was pretty interesting. You know, you had these people that would come with these, you know, gorgeous, beautiful three and four thousand dollar bicycles something that i'll probably never own myself or be able to justify and i got to work on them and like learn them and, and tinker with them and, you know and they would you know throw us 20 40 dollars as a sort of a tip and a donation which was great because we used those to buy supplies and tools and different things but then a lot of that money sort of went to subsidize some of the people that would come with their bicycle that was this run down held together with like duct tape and a prayer uh. <laughs> a bicycle but like that was their way of getting to work you know they were on the very very different end of the economic spectrum and it was so amazing to be able to fix their bike you know that okay i just helped someone get to work next week and that was you know of something that i absolutely loved and felt very rewarding because you know working a, a nine to five job uh in an in an office uh, sometimes it's very hard to see the fruits of my labor and don't get to do a lot with my my hands and create. You know, even when I'm creating online, you know, I get to make a, a pretty web page, but you can't touch it. You can't feel it. Um, but it was so rewarding to <clears throat> fix a bicycle and see someone, you know, ride off on the thing that you just made work, uh, which was, you know, really cool. So I geek out about that stuff and trying to find ways to tinker. But since moving to a different apartment now i'm like a 45 minute uh bike ride from that farmer's market and i i haven't decided yet if i want to commit to uh, an hour and a half commute every single saturday to to continue to do that so i'm uh on the hunt for other opportunities where i can you know, use my hands and do some good oh, yeah that's awesome um well, cause yeah, I mean, just that idea of like how our hobbies can positively contribute to our lives. Like, like you're saying, like working with your hands and having these, you know, creative endeavors that you're pursuing, like, it's just, you know, giving a lot to you personally, but then like, you know, 
doing that and like working on people's bikes, like you said, it could just be like, oh, you're helping this person with their own hobby that is fulfilling and nourishing in their lives. But also like these people who, you know, yeah, if they can't make it to work, you know, they're losing their job and it's like, you know, crucial to their well-being. So it's just like a hugely, you know, beneficial thing, just like, you know, doing that, which it's like, yeah, you know, like I'd probably tinker with stuff anyway. So it's like, I might as well, you know, help people while I'm at it. Um, and, uh, well, I'm curious too, just to like bring back a thread from before, like you mentioned, you know, doing your own podcast, you know, that being a hobby of yours. So like, you know, you mentioned how, you know, helping to repair people's bikes and stuff was a hobby, you know, that has been, um, you know, kind of meaningful and positively contributing to your life and others. But, you know, maybe with the podcast, you know, that's something that you decided to kind of venture out and do on your own. You know, how is a hobby like that positively contributing to your life right now? Well, for one thing, at least for the the My Peace Corps story, I kind of get this constant reminder of how amazing of an opportunity I had to serve in the Peace Corps and the experiences that I had there um, for, for, you know, any informative experience. You know, for those who are listening who have never done something like the Peace Corps, you've done something in your life where you kind of walked away and you're like, man, I'm I feel changed from that, you know, be it a, a week long trip abroad somewhere, maybe you're on a mission trip or some sort of service opportunity and you walk away and you feel just, just changed your, your mindset. You want to do things differently in your day to day life. But a lot of those experiences you tend to then, as soon as you get back to your life, you backslide into how it was before. Uh-huh. It's re- it's really hard to make those changes stick and to, to carry that energy. Um, it sort of, you know, dies out once the fuel's removed from it, which was that experience, um, the flame burns itself out. But I have this benefit of with this podcast that I'm talking to people who, you know, are reflecting back on their service and, you know, remembering all the highs and the lows. Um, you know, you, you do look back a little bit with rose-colored glasses, but there are millions of difficulties along the way. And I have this opportunity where I get to remember my service and have this constant reminder of, oh, yeah, I said I was going to do this differently or I was going to change my life this way and I was going to be more connected to my community and this and that. And that's one of the biggest things sort of rewarding for me and I mean, you, as you know, with, with your podcast, I just have an opportunity to talk to people that I never would have otherwise talked to who have amazing stories, you know, interesting life experiences. And it's just this really cool opportunity, especially in you know the today's world that if I, if I didn't have this podcast, I probably wouldn't talk to, this is sad, like anybody who wasn't outside of my routine life. You know, right, I, right. you know, I, I talk to my girlfriend who I live with, <laughs> live with, and I would go to work and talk to my colleagues. And there's the normal people that you see at, you know, the grocery store, and you kind of interact with them, and you've got your friends, and that's that's it. Like, rarely do we have these new people come into our lives on a routine basis that we just sit down to listen and 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 talk and just talk openly and explore it. And I think that uh, that is a a skill that that I'm trying to get better at. I'm always not the the best active listener and interviewer as some of my <laughs> my reviews and, and uh, fellow fans have uh, oh. <laughs> uh, p- pointed out, you know. They they've given me some love. I'm up to I think 
54 reviews on iTunes uh, with uh, five stars overall. So it's not doing bad, but they do, <laughs> they do give me some honest criticism that I, I can be a little bit awkward. I don't follow up as well. Uh, but, you know, what an opportunity to to be able to have those experiences and and, and talk to people like that because I don't think most of us have that. So those are the, some of the things that that I'm getting and growing with uh, doing this podcast. And then once people know you have a podcast, uh, you've probably experienced this like, oh, well, I've got this idea for a podcast. I've always wanted to do a podcast. How do you start a podcast? Mm-hmm. And, and I will gladly like, okay, let's set aside some time, 30 minutes, an hour, and I will just brain dump. I will send you a bunch of links, tell you like this is the equipment that I use, this is how I do it, this is how you should structure it. And I don't think anybody has ever taken me up on it. And actually, like, you know, we maybe had the conversation, but I don't think they've ever started their own podcast. Uh, but I'm always willing to, to let people know, like, okay, you, it's not that hard. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. I know I've got a $60 microphone and a seven-year-old laptop. Um, you know, it's, you, can, you can make it work and make it sound good and make it interesting with not a lot of money. Um, so that's another thing that I've, you know, I'm building the skill set that I'm uh, ready to teach someone else if I can just find the right person, the willing student, uh-huh. uh, to, to take this information and do, and do something with it. Because maybe they'll create a podcast that'll be amazing and change the world, uh, or it'll just be really funny and people will like it. Um, but, you know, that'll still change the world too. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I definitely get that a lot too. Yeah. Um, and I think, uh, yeah, I've seen some, you know, kind of eggs that I've helped to, uh, hatch and they've grown on to be their own cool things. And, um, cause that's part of what I love about the medium is it is so accessible. And I mean, there's so many platforms now that are, but, um, certainly something about the spoken word directly in your ear, which is, uh, you know, certainly really, uh, enjoyable and just, uh, I think able to be a little bit more long form than, um, you know, like, if you're like a YouTuber or something, but, um, yeah. And I guess just like you're saying, I mean, like you personally grow from it from just like, you know, the like helpful constructive criticism of listeners. And, you know, I've certainly, you know, been doing this for several years between different shows. And, uh, I think still, I think, you know, I'm not getting any formal kind of education on this kind of stuff, but I've learned a lot just by doing it. And, um, sharing you know great stories and you know seeing that people are enjoying them and like is it it continues to resonate for you you know the power of the peace corps experience and you know hopefully other folks you know the folks that you're talking to or you know allowing that to you know sort of like like you're saying almost like that metaphor of like keeping that fire going even in just like the you know sort of smallest sense because yeah if it gets you know extinguished it might be hard to sort of restart you know restart that kind of spirit that you might have and um yeah if you can keep that going for you know, any number of other people, uh, it's always a good thing. So, mm-hmm. and uh, it's always, it's yeah. always nice when the people, you know, come on the show and as they're sort of preparing and I send them out some questions and like, these are the things I'm going to talk about. Uh, so many times they'll be like, well, as I was preparing for the show, you know, I pulled out my, my journals, uh, my diaries uh-huh. and I, and I was reading through them and I was remember like just remembering all these things that I, I forgot about. And they have all these stories that are just coming up that you know if it wasn't for this goofy guy with a podcast <laughs> they they probably wouldn't have taken the time to really reflect back on their service so it gives me just this little opportunity for one person at a time to uh, allow them uh, a chance to remember what they did mm-hmm. 
Yeah, it's very cool. Um, well, I'm always curious, especially for, um, I mean, obviously pretty much all the people we have on the show are just like geeky people, but especially other like geeky creators. Um, I'm curious if there's anything that uh, specifically you are uh, reading, watching, and or listening to. It could be any or all of those categories, but um, any particular pieces of content that are um, grabbing your attention lately that we uh, could include in the show notes? Well, I am taking i guess i you know it's always you're always hesitant to talk about something that you just got into that you're just <laughs> exploring it's like i cannot speak with any bit of uh um, authority on this but i'm just finished i guess two nights ago uh my very first uh, graphic novel it's of an eight volume series i'm now just started uh the second one last night called saga mm-hmm. uh, and i've never read any graphic novels but so far from from reading this one uh they're awesome <laughs> and just seeing the the artwork and the imagery and the the storyline going on there because um, I'm trying to get better at reading because I, I spend a lot of time at work reading uh, things that interest me but are on a more of a, a policy legal stance very technical and, and I want to be able to I want to still read but by the time I get home the idea of you know cracking open a, a you know, a, a normal book. I was like, ah, I don't really want to stare at a lot of, you know, black words on a white page. Yeah. I definitely don't want to tackle anything that you would maybe consider to be like intellectual. I kind of want to turn my brain off or use my brain in a, in a different way. Uh, so, but the, so I'm trying to, to get into more reading in general. So I've started now exploring graphic novels as a way to, to read, you know, it's, definitely not the the densest stuff but it is so captivating of how you meld you know the visual art and 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 capture it all and just this i don't know these little techniques of how they 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 structure it and the different panes and uh i mean it's it's like watching an amazing movie and it's so cool too because as you're seeing it you know you're it's like watching a movie but you're giving giving them you know like every other minute of it uh-huh. and you sort of you get to let your imagination sort of fill in the gaps so you get to create your own little nuance of how you create the scene uh, in, in your imagination at least that's how how my mind works so i've really been in, enjoying that and geeking out on on graphic novels uh, as of the past week and a half no yeah that's great i mean and i think like i've been reading some stuff about how like comic books and stuff are i think you know they're lagging behind the kind of continued and i think we've certainly reached peak tv and we're kind of kind of riding it down from that Mm -hmm. you know that peak but you know comic books have lagged behind that a little bit because it's you know as many other things are you have the two big players dc and marvel and you know some other independent folks but um you know they're almost like pushing people to movies and tv too well (laughs) you know people aren't reading the actual core material but then like my understanding is something like saga i believe is from one of the independent um publishers but you know there's so many great stories and like yeah if you want more of like a visual element you know that medium is certainly experiencing its own sort of like uh and again this is my impression because yeah similarly it's not something that i've dealt super deep into but i you know i know people that are like you know publishing their own graphic novels and just like they're independent artists and just creating their art and sharing it out with the world and self-publishing, you know, if it's digital or paper or whatever, and it's just another platform to tell great stories just in a different way. And, 
Yeah, it's because uh, I tend to get you know at least maybe a couple of times a year, like especially as like gifts and stuff. People will give me uh, different like trade paperbacks of like Spider Man or something. Cause I you know like yes, I will consume any and all like Spider Man stuff that I can get my hands on. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm glad that you are enjoying uh, that uh, saga series so far. So we'll, uh, we'll include that in the show notes if folks want to kind of follow along with you. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, we will wrap up the episode here on our. A classic optimistic note. So um, what is something or things that you are looking forward to in uh, your job, life, and or the world? So can be any of those categories or all of those categories if you want to go to like each of them or uh, what, but just something that you're looking forward to. Hmm. Well, I just moved into a new apartment uh, as of two weeks ago, three, maybe we're on week three right mm-hmm. now. Uh, and I have uh, a space within my apartment, uh, our den, where I've got a, a desk actually set up. So this is the first time uh, in many, many years where I actually have a, a formal space rather than just putting my laptop on a, a kitchen table or sitting it on the floor while I'm creating and doing stuff. Uh, this is the first time in a very, very long time, maybe since undergrad um, wow. where, where, I've, where I've had a desk. I've always, you know, I've always been uh, creating and doing stuff, but it's been in a very sort of uh, no, nomadic, haphazard sense. So I'm re- really excited <laughs> to have a desk, to have a space, and hopefully that'll cause me to be a little bit more creative uh, and start to, to do more uh, rather than, you know, uh, coming coming home and I have a space where I can sort of start to train myself to Okay, put down my my backpack, maybe eat, but then okay, go go sit down. Go sit down in a workspace and condition myself to to start using that more. So that's one thing that I'm really excited about. Uh and I am living with my girlfriend uh now, so she is my my new roommate. Mm. Uh excited about that uh, as we've been decorating our apartment and uh you know, figuring out the the nuances of living with one another, our uh, likes and dislikes that you don't get to know about unless you live, actually live with a person. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, all those little minor things. So excited about yeah, my my desk, my new roommate, um, and yeah, there's actually a lot of up and coming opportunities with my outside projects that I can't speak about just yet uh but i am very excited for them it seems like a after you know years of work um it seems like it might be uh paying off but i think a lot of people always feel like maybe like it's always it's always about <laughs> to, it's always about to pay off uh but i think now it's I'm, I'm a little bit closer and uh being able to have some pretty cool opportunities given all the work that i've done for free on my own free time just because I love and enjoy it. And maybe it'll actually turn into um, some actual income, uh, which would be cool. So very, very excited for that as well. And then I'll have this lovely new desk space to to work at uh, to to earn those dollars. But even if it doesn't, I still like through creating. I'm not doing it to make money. Uh, I just, you know, something to do. Yeah. Um, well, because, yeah, that's what I love, like, highlighting in this show is just the way that people's sort of side projects and hobbies and things can be fulfilling, even if it's not income, you know, it's just a way to keep busy, a way to work with our hands, a way to, you know, just contribute something um, to the world. Because sometimes it's like, you know, if you were 
<laughs> maybe this is like a you know tip of the hat to the to the purists or something you know <laughs> from your from your previous show but like sometimes if you're trying to monetize something it can kind of tarnish it but on the other hand like you're saying if there's like something that you're working on that you know could only really fully realize its potential by you know getting the resources to augment it and grow it or whatever you know it's like yes let's 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 go for it and you know uh me i've been podcasting for a long time and i'm just now getting to the point where it's starting to get some return but it's like if nothing else i can sleep soundly at night that i know i've not been wasting my time because it's like there's a bunch of people listening that i know are enjoying it and they tell me so and it's like cool all right like i can stake my claim on that and it's like but it is like my creative efforts are worth something so you know hopefully i can kind of you know subsidize it a little bit but Besides all of that, um, yeah, I think it, it definitely connects with me. I just moved into this apartment um, like six months ago as of the recording of this episode. Um, and it is just wild how much like a different physical space can have such a, like a positive impact where it's just like, you know, if you kind of go with like the feng shui kind of thing, like you're saying, it's like a dedicated workspace to really be productive and to kind of separate that and close it off if you're just trying to relax or, you know, uh, if you just need privacy or whatever, it's just like, you know, dedicated space. Cause yeah, I have a, a space now that I continue to try to retrofit to be, you know, a, a positive space to record and to do all the other stuff that I work on and, you know, just not feel like I'm being in the way or anything like that. Um, but yeah, I mean, obviously for a lot of the stuff that you mentioned, you know, the details about, you know, this new, uh, living arrangement, a lot of different positive aspects to it for you. So, uh, happy to, happy to hear that that is, uh, something that you're looking forward to kind of continually blossoming for you. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, all good stuff that we've uh, talked about here. Appreciate you, uh, sharing all that you did. And, um, like I said, we'll include everything that we uh, talked about in this episode in the show notes. So, um, yeah, just really appreciate your time and, uh, yeah, uh, just have a good rest of your week. Well, thank you. It's been a, a pleasure talking with you and hopefully we can, uh, keep the conversation going, you know, not on the podcast as, you know, we're both sort of dabbling in this creation space if ever we can you know uh exchange tips and tricks and support one another uh in, in various ways always uh willing uh, to to lend some time to a, a fellow uh, creator like yourself so hope hopefully this uh doesn't end when we hang up on this <laughs> skype call no yeah yeah i mean i always appreciate uh talking shop so uh yeah i'm sure this will uh, not be the last time and i appreciate you uh making yourself available and uh yeah, just uh, yeah, best of luck with everything, and uh, yeah, I guess I'll talk to you again soon. This podcast is a proud member of the Connect EDU Podcast Network, bringing together diverse voices and thoughtful discussions to the higher ed community. Check us out online at connectedu.network or on Twitter at connectedupod. Thanks for listening to this episode of the podcast. Make sure to rate, review, and subscribe so you never miss an episode. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you in the next episode of the Higher Ed Geek Podcast.